0: Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome to Brainstuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brainstuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. The American prison system is an overcrowded, sometimes draconian maze that houses more than 2 million people in more than 1,700 state prisons, 109 federal prisons, more than 3,100 local jails, some 1,700 juvenile facilities, military prisons, immigration detention centers, psychiatric facilities, and on and on and on. The many problems inherent in the setup are deep and disturbing. Often overlooked, but still a critical issue, the food in most lockups is horrible. What the system provides to those millions now incarcerated in the American prison system is, to many, nothing short of a public health crisis. Some might consider it a crime in itself, cruel and unusual. We spoke with Loretta Raffay, a policy researcher for the advocacy group Prison Voice Washington. She said, "'When we're talking about the quality of the food, we're not concerned with how the food tastes so much. Prisoners are not asking for tasty, luxury food. They just want food that's nutritious.' people think that prisoners are asking for filet mignon. That's not it. They're just wanting food that's not processed with a bunch of texturized vegetable protein and unhealthy oils and white flour. They just want fresh vegetables and fruit and a sufficient amount of protein. The challenges in feeding a prison population that large and doing it cheaply enough that the taxpayers who foot the bill don't revolt can't be downplayed. It's expensive to feed that many prisoners. Estimates range in the millions of dollars a year per state. It's complicated, too. As it is on the outside, one type of meal does not fit all. Some inmates require special diets on religious grounds, a kosher or halal, for example, or for health reasons, like gluten or dairy-free. The rules on special requests vary from state to state, and even from facility to facility. Many prisons will accommodate requests when they can, but it's not always easy or effective. For example, an inmate in New York went to court in 2018 to force state prisons to recognize his right to meals that did not set off a dairy allergy and that were suitable for his diet as a Nazarite Jew. A federal judge sided with the state, ruling that the prisoner's demands would place an undue burden on the state. Later, an appeals court overturned that decision. The New York case noted that the upstate correctional facility has a kosher kitchen and a kosher meal plan, though that wasn't suitable for Nazarites. But many prisons throughout the nation do not have specialized kitchens because more and more have their meals prepackaged and shipped in from off-site vendors in order to cut costs. A 2016 report by Prison Voice Washington described the situation like this. As Correctional Industries, Washington State's prison food vendor, took over food services around the state, it gradually eliminated all freshly prepared natural food— Without exception, every single main course is now a reheated, highly processed correctional industries product with high amounts of sodium. Apart from the occasional serving of beans, lean natural proteins are never served at any meal. Unprocessed meat is never served. For example, the word turkey on the menu doesn't mean that inmates receive turkey meat, but rather a processed formed product containing soy protein, sugar, and some amount of turkey material. And even those simmered beans, a healthier choice, were only offered five times per every 28 days. Even if the food is prepared in a way that meets religious or dietary requirements, that doesn't mean it's nutritious or that the meal is balanced. Often, if an inmate is, say, dairy intolerant, the dairy from the meal is simply removed. Nothing replaces it. Aside from special needs meals, an average meal at an average jail or penitentiary is about what you'd expect— Often skimpy, lacking in nutrition, and entirely unappetizing. And, of course, cheap. According to The Guardian, in some prisons, inmates are fed on less than $1.20 a day. Thanksgiving meal at Maricopa County, Arizona, jail under former hardline sheriff Joe Arpaio cost 56 cents, according to The Marshall Project, which is a nonprofit journalism group that works on criminal justice topics. The meal included a cup of carrots, a cup of mashed potatoes, and the main course, five ounces, that's 141 grams of turkey soy casserole. Rafe said, just go compare those labels to like an organic cat food label sometime. You'll see that there are a lot nicer cat food products that a lot of prisoners would prefer to eat. But they're prisoners, right? And the argument that because prisoners have committed crimes that have warranted incarceration means they don't deserve anything but the food basics ignores a basic truth. Bad food leads to unhealthy eaters. Unhealthy eating leads to health problems, and that leads to excessive health care costs. A Department of Justice study in 2011 to 2012, the last year that the National Inmate Study was conducted, reported that 74% of inmates in state and federal prisons and jails are overweight, obese, or morbidly obese health conditions that are tied to obesity include heart disease, stroke, diabetes, and cancer. A prison policy initiative analysis found that, quote, correctional agencies spend almost six times more on health care than on food. And who pays for the incarcerated who must be treated for those types of diseases? The taxpayers. So, in the end, cutting cost corners by slapping down meals lacking any nutritional value ends up costing everyone— The National Commission on Correctional Health Care, in a report to Congress titled The Health Status of Soon-to-Be-Released Inmates, points out the wisdom in paying more attention to what prisons are serving than what they're spending on food. The report said, prisons and jails offer a unique opportunity to establish better disease control in the community by providing improved health care and disease prevention to inmates before they're released. That starts, advocates say, by putting better food on the tray. Today's episode was written by John Donovan and produced by Tyler Klang. Brainstuff is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more on this and lots of other topics, visit our home planet, howstuffworks.com. And for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit tomboyx.com to shop. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board.